MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN store in their big Cyber Monday sale. 20% off everything in the store for one day only this Monday using the code CYBER, that's C-Y-B-E-R, at store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Yo, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 250, a monumental episode, which makes, uh, it's actually fitting, because uh, I'm going to dedicate it to one championship, the biggest MMA promotion of all time, who we're actually going to talk about this this uh, episode. So it's fitting that this um, 250th episode is dedicated to one championship, because like I said, they're the biggest promotion ever. Just ask them. Um, I'm one of your hosts of this year podcast, Jeff Chalks Fox. Um, as I said, one championship has a actually actually have a couple of events this week with some belts on the line. So we're going to give you some picks for that. And then Wednesday, we'll be back with our usual UFC breakdowns because there is a mega UFC event coming up um, this weekend. A very, very good uh, fight card because it's on the big ESPN. So, but enough of that. That's enough to talk about minor leagues. Let's talk about the the major league of one championship. Let's bring in the one championship expert of the podcast, uh, <laughs> one and only Gumby God Daniel Reeland. Hello. Hey, what's up? Um, I, I will say uh, since we last talked, uh, which was a long, long day ago. Uh, as you guys know, we definitely don't tape these back to back. I did look to their their uh, their fight card a little bit more. There there is. There is at least three Muay Thai bouts on one card, two Muay Thai bouts on the other, as well as a grappling bout, which kind of sucks. But there are some, I think I slept on some of the prelims. There are a couple of dudes on the prelims and one lady on the prelims that I'm kind of excited to see. Okay, so uh, the disdain rankings, what do you disdain more now? One or Bellator? Still one for giving me a... Still okay. one for giving me a bunch of Muay Thai bouts that I don't give a shit about. So Bellator is greater than um, one at this point still. Cur- currently the way that I see it. On the yes. disdain scale. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, there is two one events this week, two one uh, events this week. Um, one of my kids used to say two ones. Nathan, I think. Yes, the youngest boy used to say two ones for, for the number two until he got old enough to realize what it was. Um, one on Prime Video 5, the Ritter versus Malkin. Is it Malkin or is Malikin? Malikin? Ma- Mal- Malikin? Is I it, think you don't know either. It's I think easy. it's Malikin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, think it's Malikin. He's not a he's not a one dude. He's a no, that's right. um Make, he's he's from outside the org. He, I mean he's fought yeah. a couple of times for one, but he's like a yeah. Fight Nights global guy. Right. FNG we call the, them around here, Dan. Um so that the first event that we're going to break down is, like I said, one on Prime 5. Going down Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, our time. These are ones that are, well, our time, Eastern time. Obviously, you all live right by me. Uh, Eastern time zone, these are the ones that the UFC are, not the UFC, man. UFC is always on the mind. One is um, targeting the uh, North American audience here. So it's going to be on Amazon Prime, if you haven't guessed already with the Prime video in the title. 
uh, Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's going down from the Mall of Asia Arena in Manila, Philippines. So that's probably like early, not super early morning there, but around noon there, I'm guessing. It's probably, what, 15 hours ahead or so? Maybe a little less. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't have the slightest clue. Yeah, <laughs> Gumby, just see, he just not does not. Care. I don't have my. I, yeah, I don't have my timestamps to how far the Philippines are away from me. It is currently there's 13 hours ahead of the East Coast, so yeah, it will be 9 a.m. start time for them. So, um, all right, it's in a cage, sadly. Um, five M- MMA bouts, one grappling bout, two Muay Thai bouts. Um. We are going to break down how many fights here. Two? Yes. Two fights on this card. We're going to start with a undercard. Well, it's on the main card, but it's not the main event. It is the MMA fight, surprisingly. Uh, the MMA snobs that we are. This one is a middleweight fight. Roberto Soldic versus Murad Ramazanov. And I, we don't have odds, right, for anything yet? Uh, no, I haven't seen I odds. Didn't find yet, any, yeah, I can okay. give you. I can give you a pretty. The Gumby odds are pretty. Oh, yeah. We didn't mention that last episode. Your odds, uh, you guest odds for brave and you were pretty much right in yeah I was, most of them right? i was i was on it <laughs> you're so arrogant about it too i, I could tell you, you got a big smile on your face um all right ramazanov we'll tell you about first 11 and oh four knockouts three submissions three and oh in one championship the biggest promotion in the world i'm not going to say that every time usually i say that every time i say one championship that's going to get a little a little tired um he used to fight at middleweight lightweight and featherweight shockingly um he's got two inches of reach on soldier sorry this fight is at middleweight i think i think i meant to say he used to fight at probably welterweight i must say welterweight lightweight featherweight so anyhow he's moving way on up uh soldic robocop 20 and 3 17 knockouts one submission he's been knocked out once this is his one championship debut he's coming in on the strength of seven straight wins he has not lost a fight since april of 2018 he's a two-weight class ksw champion he also has multiple regional championships on his mantle. Actually, I don't know if it's two weight classes or two, or he was a champ two times over. That's how much. I'm pretty uh, sure he was two. Had. I'm pretty sure he was two weight classes. Yeah, I think it was what? Was it welterweight and middleweight? Uh, it's definitely middleweight. Yeah. I know okay. middleweight was involved. Boy, we really care. Uh, middleweight and light heavyweight, I think. Now yeah. that I think about okay. it. Yeah, yeah. Did I did I do the multiple regional regional thing yet? You did. Yeah, yeah. We okay, got that. good, good. We don't want to let our fans down. Uh, UC mantle. Uh, that's right. He used to fight at, uh, like you said, light heavyweight. I think uh, he was four and zero as a pro boxer as well. So this is his his uh, much awaited debut, you could say, in the one championship. So tell us what you think of these guys. Tell us the odds. Tell us who we should bet on. So Soldic is is really solid, particularly in his boxing. That that's what people love about him. Uh, and, and as far as Ramazanov, I, I haven't actually seen all that much of him. I, I got a couple of clips. Um, that I went back and watched today, <clears throat> excuse me, um, that from his, his other one fights where, where he essentially just took people down and just like beat the hell out of them on the ground. Uh, not great finishing abilities, but, uh, I, I think Soldic here because of that boxing, because of that pedigree, because of all those titles probably going to come in as a decent favorite. I'll say negative 210 to like a plus 185 on the other side for, uh, for the Russian, and I'm actually going to take the Russian here. I'm going to take oh. kind of like a surprising upset. Uh, Ramazanov, Why? I don't think I don't think he's a better fighter than Soldic. I do think Soldic might just possibly get bodied up a little bit here. Because if you look at some of Soldic's past fights, first of all, he has been bodied up like that before. Uh, if you go back and watch the, the first fight he had with Dreykus Duplices, Duplices kind of wore him out. 
uh, and tried to kind of do so the second time. Same when he lost to Yaroslav Amosov, the, the Bellator champion there. Um, he lost that fight by split decision, kind of just getting taken down a lot and put on his back. And if you look at a lot of the guys he's fought recently, like Mami Kadalov and, and Michael Materla, he like th- those are guys who want to strike with you, right? Those are guys who want to bang with you. So I, I don't think he's fought a lot of wrestlers recently, especially ones with like, you know, the combat sambo background that, that Ramazanov has. So I, I'm going to go with a slight upset here to start with uh, Ramazanov. There you go. That's what you come here for. Gumby with the upset picks, the winning upset picks. All right, before we move on and see if he's got any more for you, I need to tell you, and I want to tell you about WinBet. Ready to win money and booster odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Hopefully you're somewhere in those states. If not, like I said, time to move. Check out the real estate markets. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in the same game parlay? WinBet is your home with their WinBet Build your own bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. So you make your super fan Jong, Hunger Man Jong super fan parlays right there on WinBet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know we sent you at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbed.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough embed is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we got a Cyber Monday sale going on right now as you're listening to this on Cyber Monday. If you're listening to this in the future, you're going to have FOMO because you're missing out here. 20% off everything in our merch store using promo code CYBER, C-Y-B-E-R. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. One day only, Cyber Monday, C-Y-B-E-R. Get in there, 20% off all your MMA gambling podcasts, gear, your Gumby Vreeland shirts, which you definitely should get, and then uh, all the other amazing swag we have for every other podcast on our network. So make sure you get in there and get 20% off on our behalf. Okay, main event time. We're going to jump right to the main event. René de Ridder will... He's a uh, two-division champion. Uh, He's going to... He's a light heavyweight champion. He is the middleweight champion. He is going to defend his light heavyweight championship here against the heavyweight champion of the promotion, Anatoly Malikin. So we got three, all the three heaviest weight divisions uh, belts. Wait, are, wait, am I am I not mistaken? Is is I believe this is Dorader going up to heavyweight. That's what Tapology says, but I've uh, one says it's for the light heavyweight on their site, and every other site says it's for the light heavyweight championship. I was confused as well. Interesting, interesting, because yeah. I'm I'm having a tough time imagining Malakian getting down to the light heavyweight. That's why I'm gonna check again. This is what kind of organization we're dealing with here, people. Yeah, he, um, he's a he's a big man pajama. Like he's, yeah, he's exactly. not a small dude. So like I'm gonna say yeah, I think no, this is it's, a heavyweight. Yeah, it says it says on their uh, in their in their press release for the event, he's putting his one light heavyweight world title on the line against the interim heavyweight world champion. So there you go. I was right. That's that's wild that that dude's yep. gonna make light heavyweight. There you go. For Topology for... agrees because <laughs> they think it's for the heavyweight belt as well. So all right, um, I'm gonna tell you about the challenger Malikin Spartak is the name. He's a big boy apparently, according uh, to Dan. 11-0, seven knockouts, three submissions, three and zero in one championship. He's the interim heavyweight champion there. Uh, De Ridder, the Dutch Knight, 16-0, three knockouts, 11 submissions. He's 7-0 in one championship. As I said before, 
middleweight and light heavyweight champion. This one is for the light heavyweight championship. He also has multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. They have mantles in in uh, in Dutch. They have Dutch mantles, right? Sure, sure, sure. In Dutch. I call the country Dutch. Um, he's also a pro grappler. Two years younger than Malikin, four inches taller. I do not have reach info for Malikin. Um, all things being equal, you would expect the Ritter to have a bit of a reach advantage as well. Break it down. Uh, so first of all, this is this fight wildly fluctuates based on whether it's at heavyweight or yes. Uh, I was going to ask you, does yeah, this change? Yeah, yeah. Like, does this change everything you thought about it? Because it is well, light heavyweight. I, I according was, to the source. So, so when I I handicapped it at heavyweight, uh, I I would have said Dereeder still is a favorite because people love Dereeder. Okay. He's a big deal, but probably only like one negative one forty to like a plus one twenty one twenty five for Malikin. If this that that's if it was at heavyweight. If this is at light heavyweight, don't I, say yes. They said it is. Yeah, it's man. It, and what we is. know is Ch- Chatri Sitchitong is never a liar, too. That's what <laughs> we know about him. No. Um, so ten million fan, ten billion fans can't be wrong, Dan. Twenty billion, I heard. 20 um, <laughs> if this, the the best is they always talk about potential viewers. <laughs> yes, potential. Yes. Well, we we have the same amount of potential listeners. Too, I have. Right? I think we have a greater potential viewer. Who doesn't have iTunes? Um, true, or Spotify. True. Uh, so with that being said, uh, if this is at light heavyweight, I'm going to say we're a little bit closer to the odds from the last fight. I- I'm going to say negative 230, 235 okay. for Dorita, uh, because like, I-, I think it's going to be really detrimental for Malikian to be, to be getting down to 205. I think he's probably gonna have to cut one of his legs off harder to grapple with one leg. Um, yeah, and I'll also sure. just say this, I'll also just say this. He he might be one of those big mamma jammas who can like wrestle. Well, you know, we, we were talking about Ramazanov in, in the last fight. Malikian, he boxes a little bit better too, right? But like he also has some good ground and pound stoppages. He's he's tough on top. But like Dorita is such a good grappler. His his sweeps are so good, his submissions off his back are good. He's low-key like a an underrated wrestler. So like yeah, give, give me Dorita here. I, I think in either situation, I'd probably pick him. I kind of was looking forward to him being at light or at heavyweight so that I could get those odds close to even. Or yeah. even if like late money came in on on Malikian to to get that like dog money on Dorita. But like, yeah, I don't I don't think so here. Let let me let me have uh, Dorita, especially if it's at light heavyweight, and we're probably not going to get odds that that make us too happy. All right, so there you go. That's that's the two fights that. Dan uh, held his nose uh, and and was willing to pick for this fight card. So he's got got your underdog, hopefully, when the odds come out. Ramazanov, and he's got a favorite, hopefully a slight favorite, uh, DeRitter, the main event. We go to the next night. Um, actually, it's it's going to be just a few hours later, actually. It won championship 164. Paseo? Paseo? Is it Paseo or Paseo? Paseo, pa- I believe. See, it's neither. Paseo. Versus Brooks. This is Saturday, the 3rd of December, 5.30 a.m. Eastern. So um, John will just be watching straight through, I'm sure. Um, this one is on YouTube in the U.S., so there you go. One championship from the Singapore Indoor Stadium uh, in Singapore. Six MMA, in, It's in a cage, sad. Uh, six MMA bouts, three Muay Thai bouts. Um, we are going to break down MMA because, as we said before, we're MMA snobs. Disappointingly, because the co-made event... Uh, one of the fighters in it has a number in his last name. Did you see that? What? Kiatmu Nine is his name. K I A T M O O Nine. The number nine. Is that, that's not a misprint. No, because it's in two different spots. 
Kiatmu nine. Oh, <laughs> oh. So just just for is just he the for, ninth I, itineration? Uh no. So I believe if if I'm not mistaken, and somebody who knows more about Muay Thai can correct me on this. But my understanding is that uh, when it comes to Muay Thai, most fighters fight with their last name being the name of their gym. Right. Uh, so yeah. I'm assuming he trains out of Kiatmu 9, which <laughs> is uh, a more awesome. normal name for a gym than it is for a human being. Yes. Yes, it would be. Uh, so much fun. One. Okay. We're going to tell you about MMA, though. Bantamweights. Is it Gigi? Gigi. Gigi. Gigi Ustakio. Ustakio? Ustakuino? Ustakuino? Ustakuio. is Young Who. Who. Young Who? Young Who. <laughs> no, I said it better. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to tell you about Yong Hu first. He's a wolf warrior. Nine and four, five knockouts. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. Five and one in one championship, the biggest promotion in the world. Lost his last fight. Seven years younger than the other guy. You stalk you? You stalk you? Gravity is his nickname. That's easier to say. Gravity. He's 14 and eight, three knockouts, two submissions. Uh, is it because you can't beat gravity? Is that why? I, gravity I, always sure, wins? Sure, sure. <laughs> Boy, you really don't care. Uh, you knocked out. I really, one. I really. Well, you care I, about I, nicknames, I could, though. I care about nicknames that are like fun and gravity uh, is super fun. I don't know. Did you? <laughs> gravity is fun. <laughs> is fun. I have three titles already. Gravity is so fun. <laughs> it is. All right. Uh, I think that's disdain scale was going to be the title, but I think gravity no, is fun. Is gra- gravity uh, is fun. Is, is way better. Better is a funner title, you could say. Gravity is fun nine. Gravity is fun nine. <laughs> oh, the fun we're having here. Okay. Um, <laughs> gravity, uh, 14 and eight, as I said, three knockouts, two submissions, but knocked out once, submitted twice. 11 and seven in one championship. He's won two straight fights. He was the interim at Bantamweight champion at one point. 2011 was his pro MMA debut. And this goes over to Gumby, eight. So <laughs> uh, I think Esquino at, at use. Taquio uh, is going to be, yeah, sorry, I'm slaughtering it. Uh, I'll be better for the rest of the thing. Uh, I, I think he's going to be a pretty large favorite here. He is a former champ uh, in one, um, including, I believe he split with Moraes, um, right? Uh, he, he took a split decision victory and then lost the unanimous the next time. Um, he's going to be fighting Yonghu. Yonghu is a guy who, uh, he's not a big finisher. And in addition to not being a big finisher, I've seen him kind of get his legs just absolutely torn up with kicks in the past. Um, so like both of those things make me worry against a guy like us, us uh, you know, he, he lost to Wakamatsu who, you know, not, not bad, but like he just got his legs eaten up. He did beat Fairtex, which is worth noting because like, again, another guy who will do that to you and he like wrestled him a little bit. I just don't think he's got the ability to wrestle here. He'll probably, GJ will probably wind up being like negative 275, um, but I'm going to take him here as the pretty large favorite. Which dog is barking? And they must uh, be scolded that, now. That was Michael Bisping. Michael Bisping, is he chasing dinosaurs? At least? Is he protecting uh, your children from dinosaurs? I think, he's, I think he's probably chasing Muggsy Bogues. Oh, he chases after Muggsy, does he? Yeah. He's yeah, Muggsy. Poor little Muggsy. Bugsy Bogues is a lot older than Michael Bisping. I don't know if you yeah. know that, uh, but no, he's a lot older. So, so yeah. Michael Michael Bisping is, always wants him to play. <laughs> that's, that's by the way, his dogs, people, Michael the, Bisping yeah. and Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, in case you thought those two former athletes were living in his house, no, we're talking about dogs. Um, 
Let's go to big boys, heavyweights. Household name Brandon Vera versus Amir Alakbari, um, who is a household name if you're into uh, wrestling, real wrestling, not not the professional wrestling. Alakbari is 11 and three, eight knockouts. He's been knocked out three times. He's one and two in one championship. He won his last fight via TKO after losing his first two fights there. He was a world championship wrestler. Uh, I think he missed out in the Olympics for failing a drug test. Uh, he's 10 years younger than Vera, two inches reach on him. Brandon, the truth, Vera. I don't know if he's still the truth at this point, but that's his, he's still going with the nickname at least. 16-9, one no contest, 11 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out six times, four and two in one championship. He's lost two straight fights. He's not fought since April of 2021. He's not won a fight since November of 2018. This sounds like a great idea, him coming back into the cage. Um, used to be the champion one championship. He went 7-5 with one no contest in the UFC. and got his nose demolished uh, by John Jones. I forgot who it was, but Gumby, of course, I let me know. I suck it, not nose. I, no, well, what was wrong with his nose then? That picture I sent you was when his nose was demolished in Cape. Yeah, I it think it was his eye socket fight. and the nose just went into there. I think that was a different fight that you sent me. Oh, uh, that's yeah. why. Okay. Anyhow, he, he's had a lot of things demolished. So uh, maybe reason not to pick him here. Uh, we'll see. 2 0 on WEC. WEC never die with the blue mats. Used to fight at light heavyweight. 2002 was his pro MMA debut. He also was a kickboxing champion and a grappling champion. Go ahead, Gumby. The, the problem with Brandon Vera was he always sucked at defending grappling, right? He was a pretty good stand-up. Who's he fighting? And, now, and now, he's, now he's old and fighting a dude who's like an Olympic-level wrestler uh, out of Iran. So, like, yeah, this is this is a nightmare for him. And not only is he an Olympic-level wrestler, he's like an Olympic-level Greco-Roman wrestler, which means if Vera wants to get those, like, clinch knees going, he's not even going to be able to do that because he's going to get upper body attacks all over him. So... Um, you know, it's worth noting that his last two losses were to really high level guys. Uh, it was to Ong La and Sang and Arjun Buller. Uh, but this is another high level guy. So, you know, like, uh, yeah, there's no reason to take Vera here. He's probably a negative four under, or, uh, Ali Akbaria is probably going to be a negative 400, negative 500 favorite. I still think there's reason to take him. Um, I also am really concerned about the headspace of Brandon Vera. Cause I don't know. Did you see that interview that he did recently? I'm not watching Brandon Vera oh, interviews in, in so, the year of our Lord 2022. So, no. so so he said in an interview recently that he is going in there and he would be disappointed with anything other than a finish so that he can call his shot for a title shot. And I was just oh, like, Oh, I love guys. I think they still have a title run in them. Dude. It, it, it like, you're going to go in there and finish that man. Like he's a beast. <laughs> so uh, yeah, like that's, that's a bad mental space to be in and he's probably going to get murdered. He's probably going to get murdered. So there you go. Um, so if you like murder, watch it. Um, I'll give you uh, it at minus 450, okay? Because you said, you said minus 400, minus 500. Uh, at my, at my, a, that uh, that sounds fair. Just, just, yeah, just so average. Yeah, yeah. At, at my casino, I'm going to give you at minus 450. Okay. Go to the main event. We're dropping way down for the big boys to the little boys. One flyweight championship. Joshua, or is it Jus- Josiah, or is it said differently in the Philippines? Joshua. I think it's Josh. I think it's Joshua. How did, what did we decide his last name was? Pachio? Pachio? Pachio versus Jared Brooks. I know that guy. He's the monkey god. He's 19-2, him being Brooks. 19-2, one no contest. Two knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out one time. Three and all in one championship, the biggest promotion in the world. Won his last five via submission. He's won five straight fights. He's undefeated in seven. He's gone 6-0 six, oh, six with one no contest over his last seven. He's not lost a fight since June of 2018. He used to fight at flyweight. used to fight at bantamweight. This one is at, what is this one at? Strawweight, isn't it? 
Uh, no, it's flyweight. Excuse me, flyweight. Fly, flyweight. I was thinking flyweight. for some reason we're fighting at strawweight, so this is flyweight. Um, two and two in the UFC, one no in World Series of Fighting, was a regional champion as well. The champ, Pachio, the passion, 20 and three, 20-3, eight knockouts, nine submissions. He's been submitted twice, 11-3 in one championship. He's been the champ twice. This is the second reign. He's won four straight fights. Won his last fight TKO. He's successfully defended this the title this run this reign. Excuse me, three straight times. Used to fight. Uh, I have him used to fighting at. I'm very confused now about the weight classes. Did they get this wrong again? I think um, sometimes they talk about weight classes as if they're one oh, lower. I, I don't. That's right. One now. is weird. One is weird with the weight classes. That may be our issue here. All right. I thought he was the. Yeah, he's a he's straw weight champion. 25 pound champ. He's 125 pound champ. Which they call straw weight there. So whatever. Sure, whatever. <laughs> Confusing. Yeah, that, that that's what that's why I'm confused. So anyhow. Um and what else can I tell you? He's three years younger than Brooks. Is that an inch of height on him? Go ahead. So first of all, I I'm having a tough time coming up with a line for this fight because on one hand, I think Brooks is infinitely better. Uh I, I think he's Miles and miles better. I bet him right up to negative 250 in this fight. But the fact that, yeah, but the fact that Pacio is a three-time defending champ, I don't know that it's going to be as wide as negative 250. I think it could actually be way closer to even. I think you could see like a negative 125 line upon opening. If it is, jump on it because it's going to fly way up to, like I said, negative 250, negative 300, because I, I think that's where it actually belongs. You know, like we we talked about him being just like an absolute beast in being. I actually think this is a hot take on my part. Hope you're ready. I think he's the best fighter not in the UFC right now. Really? Uh, I, I think he's up there because like go back and look at his run in the UFC. He had wins over Roberto Sanchez and, and Eric Shelton. OK, maybe nothing to write home about. He lost to Jose Shorty Torres who he lost to by picking him up and slamming him down so hard that he knocked himself out. Uh, literally, it writes on Tapology, loss, ground and yep. pound after botched slam. I was in attendance for that. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Uh, I interviewed Shorty Torres after the fight backstage and asked him if he remembered getting hit with a left hook um, and how hurt he was. And he said, I don't remember being hit by a left hook. So, like, that's how dominant he was being in that fight. And then his only other loss in his career is to Davidson Figueredo. Uh, And I I went back because I remember thinking Brooks won that fight. I went back to see if my memory served me correct. MMA decisions. If you didn't think I was going to get a chance to talk about MMA decisions today, (laughs) I got some bad news for you. Uh, So, in that fight, 14 media members scored that fight. Eight scored it for Brooks. Six scored it for Figueredo. So already the the majority on the Brooks side. You want to guess who uh, the three writers from Sherdog had? Of course they had. Um, of course they had. Yeah, they had Figueredo. So what I'm saying here is Brooks clearly has beaten Davison Figueredo by most people's account. So like this is a guy not in the UFC who first of all clearly won round one against Figueredo and then nearly won rounds two and three too. Like this guy is a beast. His wrestling is beast. He, he hits hard. He's got good finishes. Um, I love his like arm triangle from the top. It is tough to beat. So like, yeah, g- give me, give me Jared Brooks and give me him at all kinds of crazy numbers that will probably come up, but hopefully pretty close to even at the start of the fight. All right. So what's the official odds you're saying for him? 
you have to you have to oh, man pick it this is I, this is the one I'm just gonna get wicked wrong. I'm gonna say it post. Post. Hear that Massachusetts come out there, everyone? He said so wicked. I, I'm gonna say it post at negative 145. For Brooks. For Brooks. The greatest fighter outside of the UFC. Listen to this guy. But I'm gonna say by fight time, it's negative 300 or worse. Listen to this guy. Wow. Okay. So there you go. Um. So Brooks, go with Monkey God. Go with Alakbari. Go with Gravity. You stuck Quio. You stuck you stuck you stuck Quio. That's what we're gonna say. Um I gotta go to Washington. I think we've said enough anyway, right? It's almost half an hour. That's enough for you people. It's it's a <laughs> it's it's short episodes. Um because we got um I'm not being sarcastic for a change. It, it's hard with me to, to know whether I'm sincere sometimes, but this is a, a big, big UFC fight night card coming up uh this weekend from the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida, headlined by Stephen Thompson versus Kevin Holland. I've been tipped off in the uh, Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, that there's a lot of juicy underdogs on this fight card. I have not done my homework yet, so that's that should be interesting. Um, and it's got 15 fights on it, and it's jam-packed. It's a really good fight card. So we already ran down the whole card a couple episodes ago, so if you want to listen to that, go right ahead if you haven't already. Um, all right, told you about Discord. Twitter, SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that account. I'm Jeff Fox Writer. He's Gumby Vreeland. Uh, he has another podcast, a Top Turtle MMA podcast, which we'll talk tell you a little bit more about later on in the week. We'll find out who he's talking to this week on it. Read all our stuff and everyone's great stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Read all of my MMA stuff. And at the very least, enter the pickup contest for this upcoming weekend's UFC event at my Substack, moneymma.substack.com. That is all. you have anything else to say for yourself? No, I think you got it all. All right. Until we meet again, I will remain Wolf Warrior, Jeff Fox. He will remain Gravity, Gumby Vreeland, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Bye.